0: QC Pod is a production of the Queens Podcast Lab. It features the people, projects, movements and ideas that make up the Queens College community. To learn more, visit us at queenspodcastlab.org/qcpod. Hey there, my name is Celia. I'm here with my really good friend, Brendan.
1: Hey everybody, I'm Brendan.
0: Brendan is super knowledgeable when it comes to music. So I thought it'd be fun for us to sit and discuss a genre of music that really isn't analyzed. We're
1: gonna discuss some great TV intros. We wanna reflect on and share what we've noticed with you.
0: I wanted to start off talking about the evolution of music, specifically in adult dramas theme music for like adult dramas now it's very like sophisticated and really says something about the show it was not always that way i wanted to start out with a game i am going to play for you a theme song from an 80s television show and then i want you to guess what the show might be about based on
1: what it makes (laughs) me feel exactly It's very upbeat, but also the the bigger background uh, that felt very textured made it feel like it could have some serious subject matter, but at the same time didn't take itself too seriously or wanted you to not take whatever the serious thing was seriously, you know, to like change America's mind on something per se. (sighs) The first thing I thought of was Park Ranger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is Hill Street Blues which was a crime drama in the 80s. The show chronicles the lives of the staff of a single police station. The series features a strong focus on the workplace struggle between what is right and what works. I have another one.
1: The two words that came to mind were suburbs and dance.
0: (laughs) Like the TV Footloose, TV version.
1: Honestly, yeah. TV version of Footloose is pretty much what I would give you.
0: This is actually the theme song from MacGyver. Yeah. (laughs) If only you could see Brendan's face right now. This series follows the adventures of Angus MacGyver, a secret agent armed with remarkable scientific resourcefulness to solve almost any problem out in the field. His main asset is an inventive use of common items.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I've had a great respect of just the idea of of what MacGyver was, but I would not expect that to be the theme song. They obviously didn't, you know, task me with this job because I wasn't alive, but if they did, I would have gone with maybe a a smooth jazz guitar. You could accomplish something with that that's much closer to what the show evokes uh, than with what they chose. Wow. Man, that felt like me and all my friends turned into cartoon characters and wandered around the hills like uh, <laughs> the sound of music, you know? So the synth makes me want to say something space-related. Like something <laughs> something about, like, a, a space visitor that visits a family, and we watch how that adjusts, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said Mark drum. and Mindy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme song I would
0: use for that. It's the theme song for Columbo. And Columbo is an American crime drama stars Peter Falk as a homicide detective with the LA Police Department. Uh
1: none of that remind me of a homicide detective.
0: I think they missed the mark. Let's talk about cowboy bebop.
1: It's time to blow this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. OK, three, two, one, let's jam. Tank is the theme song for the show itself. The showrunners are creators of Cowboy Bebop. It's rumored that they hired Yoko Kano to create this soundtrack. Roughly, it might be one of the only examples I could give you of a show where it was written around the soundtrack and not the other way around. But better yet, one of the only examples where it worked. Most writers, they find their own little themes. Yoko Kano, right. she does everything in every department so well that it inspires so many different varied ideas.
0: Right, like you'd never hear a song and be like, that's Yoko Kano, like you would, you hear a Prince song and you're like, yeah. totally Prince, right?
1: Yeah, and and again, that's probably one of the only examples of not being able to say that's Yoko Kano, where it's a good thing. An artist that's without crazy. a singular voice, but it works to her again because she's yeah. just so skillful.
0: It's really incredible to instead like work with the composer in such an intimate way to like create a better final project.
1: Yeah, and, and create an experience that we all kind of get to see and visualize and, and try to live through in our imaginations because life typically doesn't have background music selected for it.
0: Do you not um, hear music in your head as you live your life? Is that just me? Sometimes. I want to talk about the show Monk. My sister was re-watching it recently and was like, hey, did you notice that the theme song for the entire first season is different from the rest of the series? That theme song actually won the 2003 Emmy Award for best main title music, I feel that Monk almost fell into this category of shows that like don't exactly mesh with their theme song as best as they can. And I think the writers realized that after the first season, that the show is like more serious than they thought. They got Mr. Randy Newman, the man, the myth legend, to write this song. It's jungle out there, confusion everywhere.
1: I think the first season was definitely playful. That theme was definitely very playful, um, but sophisticated.
0: But I think the writers thought that it was a much more playful show before. I think the only reason that they changed theme songs is because they decided to take the show in a more serious way.
1: Bold, but responsible decision.
0: People didn't really like it but Tony Shalhoub, who's the star of Monk, he said, it's tongue in cheek, darkly humorous side, completely fits the tone of the show. There's actually this moment in Monk, they make these self-deprecating remarks about the controversy of the theme songs. And there's a character that begs Monk that if he ever gets a show, he'll like never change the theme song. And she just goes on this whole thing about how it never works and everyone hates it. And then he's just like, okay, whatever. And then like the scene fades and it plays the original theme song.
1: (laughs) I think they absolutely made the right call in every count by hiring Randy Newman and Randy Newman made the right call in whatever he did. But
0: I think it's cool that he kept his like signature Randy Newman piano.
1: And he did put his personality aside a little bit, but Mm -hmm. he kept the charm.
0: They also won the Emmy Award for Best Main Title Music for the new title. So it's two years in a row, two totally different main titles that they won the award for. Oh, there's actually this one time where Snoop Dogg's a guest on the show and he records his own version of the theme song.
1: It's a jungle out there. This confusion everywhere and nobody seems to care. Well, I do. Hey, who's in charge in here? Let me tell you, it's a jungle out there. Poison in the very air that you breathe. Do you know what's in the water that you drink? Well, I do, and it's amazing. Let me tell you, it's a jungle out there. See, people think I'm crazy, because I'm worrying all the time. If you paid attention, you'd be worried, too. You better pay attention, because this world we live in might kill you. I could be wrong, man. Nah, I think I right, trip. You know, it's,
0: it's
1: a jungle
0: i thought that was worth listening to in full let's talk about it's always sunny The song is called Temptation Sensation by Heinz Kessling.
1: What's really great is the theme song for It's Always Sunny is just very innocent string music with some flutes. And it almost like classes up a show about really angry children who own a bar in Philadelphia. (laughs) And the reason they have it is because it's literally one of the archived pieces of music that the studio they were working with had the rights to. And they were like, here, you want this? Sure. And it works perfectly. It almost it's like a Charlie Chaplin kind of feel with the comedy. And there's
0: actually a bunch of other music that they use that are written by the specific composer. And they're all in the public domain, like you said, which had a huge impact on it.
1: It's, it's funny. It's almost ironic. It's a joke within itself.
0: Exactly. It's super ironic. I love it. Mad Men,
1: opening credits. 1960s Madison Avenue advertising executives, but it gets very into not only the personal lives and conflicts and the creative ego that this, this man has with this success, but also an identity crisis. And also this feeling like we don't matter and we don't have an impact. And this is something that this show explores a lot. So this theme music is very professional and sophisticated, but it overwhelms itself and intentional. It, it It's a feeling of anxiety. It invokes a lot of professional anxiety. The standard of you are wearing a suit and a tie. Things are expected of you. And suddenly he's falling and it feels like he's drowning. And the music encapsulates that beautifully. And the music calms down, it's very sophisticated. You have this walking jazz bass. It sounds like a smoke filled room, which is a lot of Mad Men as well. So the the building, the anxiety, the identity crisis, the, the idea of do they see me for who they really are? And is that a bad thing or a good thing? And I feel like this music combined with the visual aspect of literally the main character falling through an abyss of different advertisements uh, and being influenced by them and feeling like he's falling and being surrounded by them. Uh, It creates one hell of an experience.
0: So the actual musical part, minus percussion, I think really ties to this like anxious, frantic part that you're talking about. And to me, when the drums come in, it reminds me of New York City, There's loud busyness to it, I think. I would
1: call it the bustle.
0: Yeah, exactly. Somehow it feels like it's staying true to the time period while also being modern. Yes,
1: I do. I don't know how to say anything else about it on that note, but that's it.
0: It is also a jam, if I may say so.
1: (laughs) I wholeheartedly agree.
0: The theme song for BoJack Horseman actually inspired me to do this entire podcast because I've never heard a theme song like it. In fact, it's like a strange song, period. BoJack is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen and also one of the most serious sad shows I've ever seen. But somehow it feels like it all fits. You know, that theme song holds all of it together.
1: It does. You know, it starts with that, Kind of, kind of like swimming, you know, I imagine like the, the wake of some water. Uh, and it's very smooth, very cartoony, it is a cartoon. And then the saxophones and the string section come in. It reminds me of lights. Not only like if yeah. you're standing on a balcony overlooking that whole sea of city lights. It's very intense. And it reminds me of like a spotlight that You know, some people don't want to be under, find themselves under, or sometimes they think they want to be in it and find that it's not all they wanted it to be.
0: Right, it's kind of like when you're famous in the 90s and then now you're a horse in the 2000s and you know.
1: And someone says, aren't you the horse from horsing around? (laughs) The spotlight
0: thing is, no pun intended, super spot on. I've I've never thought about it before, but you're right. How the strings just like, it hits you. There's just this unsettling, like what the fuck are half these instruments, you know? (laughs) And like, I don't know what's going on. There's so much going on. On. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was the whole point. Yeah, But we still have like the saxophone to grab onto. Which...
1: It's smooth, but it's, it's it's a little bruised at the same time. Uh, this song is beautiful and intricate, but it also wants to hurt somebody. You know? Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this song I think also has a lot of different parts. It just doesn't stop changing. Yeah,
1: But it, it's so fluid and ever changing, but it's the same atmosphere at the same time. You know, this really starts with him waking up. And the more it progresses, the more he wakes up, the more scared he looks as well. Those eyes widen. It's almost like an awareness, but not the awareness that we come to enjoy. His facial expressions build with the music over this opening theme. And then it culminates with him falling into a swimming pool as the music crashes with it. When he wakes up on a pool float in his own pool. Right. No longer the collapsed- Full circle. Drunk. Yeah. And then it exits with this saxophone by itself, kind of wailing. Uh, and the sun is shining right on his face. But there's always a wall, too, between him and the rest of them, where there's a little bit of space. Like his thoughts, his thoughts are the wall. And separating himself from the world around him and constantly being afraid of it.
0: It feels almost as if we're in his head with him.
1: Yeah, it's uncomfortable, it's uneasy, it's unsure.
0: Yeah, but it still slaps.
1: Oh, Oh, without a doubt.
0: You have been listening to the QC pod, the podcast about all things Queens College. We're on Twitter at QC pod and on the web at queenspodcastlab.org qcpod QC pod. Our producers are Jonathan Leon and Holden Velasco. Our theme music is Lake Monsters by John Flansberg of They Might Be Giants. I'm Celia, Thanks for listening.